time to be doing that bullshit. bullshit. Welcome back to BS with Brian Simpson. This is episode 30, I think. This will be 30. This will be 30. Um, yeah, just got back from D.C., sold out the hometown. Like, they, they showed out. They showed out at the D.C. Improv. I had a good time. Uh, myself, uh, Trevor Joyner, Cab Washington, um, uh, Paris Sachet, uh, brought the, uh, um, young comic named Law from Baltimore. He opened the shows. He was doing an outstanding. It was a good, it was a good weekend. Now I'm headed to Pittsburgh. If you haven't bought your tickets to the Pittsburgh Improv, do it before it is too late. Your boy's selling out shows now, man. So all that waiting till the day of, that shit ain't gonna fly. You can be outside. Um, okay. Rob, let's get right into it. We didn't get into, a lot of news uh, stories last time. I still want to read a few emails, but but uh, this cop car on the train tracks. You have that video queued up? I sent it to you immediately when I saw it. It was a, it was the third time I'd seen it. I'll I'll pop it in in post, but I, I have it pulled up right now for me. Um, I'm watching the. I just watched the the long version, the longer version, the eight minute version. Um. Yeah. That's it's it's wild to watch. So if you if y'all aren't familiar, um, there was a, you remember what what uh, what city this is? This is in uh Fort Lupton, 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 Fort Lupton. What? Colorado. Ta- Colorado. Okay. Um. Yeah. So apparently, these cops pulled this woman over. She was placed in the back of a cop car that was parked on train tracks and um when they saw the train coming see i didn't get to watch the long video so i'm not sure how much warning they had but it feels like they they had enough time to get her out of the fucking car and that was not their concern at all and uh and the cop car got hit by a train while she was handcuffed in the back seat um I, and I, I just can't think of any explanation, you know, because I know that because, you know, every every, you know, multiple times a year we see a video like this one. And we and I go every time I go, well, surely. Even the most um, even the most dedicated cop fan or even the most dedicated cop died in the world, true blue cop would have a problem with this. You know what I mean? Like, no way anyone would try to justify it. And then, you know, and people always do it. They find, they'll do whatever mental gymnastics they can and be like, well, what was she? I'm surprised we haven't heard about what grade she got in school yet. Mm-hmm. You know? And well, I, Brian, they, Brian, they found a gun in the car. Oh, really? You know, the second time that they searched uh, it. Right, right. Not the first time they searched it. After no, she got no, no. hit by a train, they found a gun in her car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you ain't getting out of this suit, buddy. You gonna <laughs> you gonna bring up all her previous crimes, drug use, whatever the fuck. But you left you left a handcuffed person to die. Cause I I know I know I saw that cop running in that video. He didn't do anything to say. And he and the, this is a person that would call themselves brave. You know, and he exhibited no bravery at all. And I'm sure they did our favorite thing, Rob. They they suspended him while they do an internal investigation. Paid administrative leave. Mm, the sweet stuff. The three greatest words in the English language. Yeah, the nectar of the gods. 
Um, yeah, so I, uh, just just to just to be clear, they had plenty of time to get this woman out of this car because the video that I saw, the longest video, the one that had the most footage, uh, shows the two the two cops that are searching her truck. They pull her over. They they're searching the truck while she is handcuffed in the cop car that is you know maybe twenty yards behind the car that they're the truck that they're searching. But there is another cop that is keeping guard at the cop car. That's the one on the train that, tracks. Okay. There's the there's the one bald guy with the glasses and he's got an AR across his chest and he's standing there the entire time. So even if you assume that they didn't, because you can hear it on the video, even from the perspective of the cops that are searching the truck, you can hear the first train horn way, way, way before the the train hits the car. And you could maybe argue like maybe they didn't hear it because they were, you know, it's not that loud and they were inside her truck, uh, searching it but the dude that was standing guard at the car on the train tracks for sure heard that horn and did nothing yeah because the train tracks the the trains will usually honk at the at the slightest anything they might see on the tracks you know i think they have to honk if they're coming across a road anyway probably i mean either way they have lights they they have it's it's nighttime and they have multiple cop cars with lights flashing. So the conductor definitely saw it. You can hear the train horn way, way, way before, you know. And is there any footage of them trying to explain themselves or because so far, I believe the cop that put her in the car is the one that's suspended, not the dude that was standing there and ran away and let her die. Well, she didn't die, but. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't because of a because of any effort to save her, right? Well, she's pretty fucked up too. Yeah, she had multiple broken bones and all kinds of shit because her hands were handcuffed behind her back, and she was loose in the back seat of the cruiser. Yeah, and the door was open, correct? Uh, I believe the window was open in the front, so the cop that was standing guard could have just reached in and unlocked it. And she could have gotten out, but he just ran like a bitch. Yeah, that's you talking about some PTSD, man. You're not coming out of that the same. No, you're not coming out of the same. And and I just I and I I just would love to know the people justifying this. Like, what what do they what do they what have they come up with? Let's find out. I mean, I haven't seen anybody justifying it. I the. Whenever there's one like this that's this egregious, a lot of the Blue Lives Matter people and all the bootlickers get real quiet. You know, it's this. It's similar to like you remember when that uh, from I think it was last year, Johnny Hurley. Remember that guy? That was also in Colorado. What was it called? It was Johnny Hurley. It was the guy. There was an active shooter situation, and the cops were hiding in a building. At, while this guy was shooting a bunch of innocent civilians and a, another civilian who had had like active shooter training went and took him down, shot the active shooter. Oh, okay. And then while he was disarming the active shooter, the cops came like ducked out from around the door and shot that dude and killed him. 
So the classic good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy with a gun actually happened, and then the cops killed the good guy with the gun. <laughs> That's not funny, but it is. It is something about it is funny. I can't put my I can't put my fucking uh, finger on. It's just absurd. I mean, have you have you actually seen people defend the um, cops that this one? Um, I, I saw a couple of comments when I first saw it, like three or four days ago. Mm-hmm. But that was when there was way less, I guess, much less information. But I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, I mean, it's always the classic. It's the classic, you know, their first duty is to protect themselves and protect one another, get home safe, you know? Yeah, but how could how could you? How could you not even try? I don't know, man. I saw the, I just recently watched a, um, are you familiar with some more news? No. With Cody Johnston? Um, it's, a, it's a YouTube channel. They do long form news stuff with skits and stuff. But they did a, uh, a full rundown of the Uvalde timeline and not only the timeline, but how it changed, right? Cause the cops would come out with information and then we'd find out that was all a lie. Right. And the reality is that they're all just cowards. And, uh, I watched that entire video and I don't know how, if you were one of the cops, at Uvalde or at uh, Rob uh, Rob Elementary, how do you not kill yourself after that? How do you not like have so much shame that you just eat a bullet after that? I can't imagine continuing on after that. But they do, and then people defend them. Oh wow! Yeah, um, I, I don't know, man. I think I think some people just live in a different. You know, the, the, they live in a different bubble where the, the things that they are made to feel shame for are different from other people, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Somebody on Reddit had a funny thing. They said, the cop might actually get in trouble for this. That's some serious damage to a police car. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, to me, this is indefensible, but I know someone's going to try to defend it eventually. So, you know, I, it, we, we, uh, I don't think I don't think this cop's actually going to be in any trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to investigate and find that he followed all the proper procedures, you know, or something like that. Or, or and if he didn't, then you know that we need uh, another million dollars for some enhanced training. Yeah, we need to train. We need to train them not to leave people handcuffed on the train tracks. I mean, really, this is the fault of the defund the police movement, right? If you think about it. <laughs> We need to we need to train cops not to uh not to do what like nineteen forties villains did on TV. <laughs> um, someone sent an email to thing. This is from DJ Fat Joe. For the record, this is not my revenge. I saw it while scrolling the gram. I did think it was quite hilarious, and that you could appreciate the revenge. Um, okay, Robert, this is a meme, and it's. Uh, Today I'm making fish tacos for the person who keeps stealing my lunch from the refrigerator at work, and it's it's cat food tacos that he's making. Um, I do appreciate the revenge, the comeuppance. Um, I don't think cat food is bad for you necessarily, 
but uh when you when you when you cross the line into putting something inside someone you know you got to really make sure that the punishment fits the crime you know it does potentially poison in the motherfucker match up with them stealing your shit yeah yeah a thief deserves whatever they get you know because you you're not stealing because you're starving you're stealing because you're a piece of shit right you think you're taking people's lunch out of the work fridge yeah, yeah, you deserve that cat food taco. I mean, but but see, here's the problem with this though: how would they ever know that that's what they're eating? Because that's what makes mm. the revenge complete. Is that because they haven't learned a lesson just because you fed them cat food? They have to know they ate the cat food. I think the assumption uh, is that the it, cat food would be kind of gross. I think you got to follow it up with a note, like yo, you know, you got to put some really oh, whoever's been eating my food, I just left you some catfish ta- some cat food tacos. <laughs> you know with the same that is true yeah 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 because we can all play this anonymous game and you and, and you'll be shocked man there is there is a piece of shit like this in every single office there's someone like this in every single office maybe multiple people that they know you know they have the shared fridge for the employees in certain blocks or groups or whatever and they know they can get away with eating your shit because unless you walk in the kitchen while they're doing it, you know, there's some people whose whole lunch plan is eating your lunch. You know, so you got they have little personal combo locked lunch boxes for this for adults. Even kids don't do that shit. What should you do? If somebody's eating, how would you take revenge out on somebody if you worked in an office and somebody was eating your lunch? Oh, I was got a roommate and they kept on. I would set up a camera and once I knew exactly who it was, I would have an extreme reaction. I would definitely threaten violence. You know, I'd be like, hey, I will put up a note first saying, hey, um, I caught you on tape. I noticed I would have it really out of contrast. So it's just a silhouette. I'm like, hey, I caught you on tape eating my food. I'm going to ask you one good time to stop. Or we're gonna have a problem. If I see it again, I'm gonna put it up with a little more contrast and go, okay, I warned you. Now I'm gonna start putting my dick all over everything I bring. You know? And if they don't stop again, then I'm gonna expose them and and it's probably gonna get violent. You know? I would de- I think you definitely you're justified and maybe not like you know, obviously not beating the fucking shit out of somebody, but you you I think you authorized to grab them by the collar. Yeah, you 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 you're authorized to to yeah to grab them by the throat, grab them by the collar, that sort of thing. Yeah, if they're stealing your food. Yeah, I think that qualifies for violence. Minimal. Just try to get them get them deeper in it. Into, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you should tell them like, hey man, don't tell anybody, but I think somebody's been eating my food, and you see. <laughs> Yeah, you, see what they say about it. You play the long they game because because if because if they come clean right there, like oh, you know what, that was me. Sorry, I fucked up. That was I shouldn't have done that. Then okay, that's fine. But if then they start moving deeper with it, like oh maybe it's maybe it's Dave. Maybe Dave's the one that did it. Then yeah. then you start you build up more. Uh, you're more justified, I think, in that case as uh, yeah, or, taking some. Or I tell, I tell the office gossip that someone's been stealing my food. And I was like, and it's crazy because my medication's mixed in there. <laughs> you know? But just never tell them what it is. 
It's like, we'll see. We'll see whose dick itches when by the end of the week. Yeah, but actually, I think it's actually illegal for you to... I mean, this goes back to like the Drake hot sauce and the condom thing, where it's like, if if it could be proven that your intent was to harm them, the putting something nasty in the food, if it, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like if they harm, if it harmed them and it can be proven that you knew, and, and this would all come out and you being questioned, depending on how you answer the questions under pressure. But if it can be proven that your intent was to harm the person, which, which isn't as hard to prove as a lot of people might imagine. See, so many, so many people make this, make the mistake of thinking that the law is about justice or what's right and what's wrong, but it's really about what you can prove. You, mm-hmm. if, a, if the lie is more provable than the truth, and even sometimes that doesn't even fucking matter. But, but yeah, what you, what you can convince people is true is what matters. And sometimes it's easy to convince people of the lie. It's way easy to convince people of a lie. A juicy lie is, is way more palatable than a boring truth. For, for the lies the, are elegant. The reality is messy. Yeah. For the vast majority of people, I think. Um <clears throat> All right, one more, one more from the email uh, thing. Just so, man, Fat Joe sends in a lot of shit. Um, someone says Brian, uh, the sh- the show bastard is awesome. I agree with you. How it ended up on Netflix is beyond me. However, I'm on episode three and it is awesome. It is awesome for quite some time. It, the the original was pretty good. Um. All right, that's that's good, Rob. You you sent me. We have to go, like the must go to uh, topics here. Yeah, these are the ones that I just thought were most. most what is Dark Mission? What is that? You're not familiar with it. That that surprises me. That you're isn't not isn't with Dart, Dart public Mission. transportation somewhere? Oh, it might be, but uh, Dart is the um, oh we, us slamming the spacecraft into the yeah, uh, yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that the you know that's the kind of shit that makes my dick hard. I don't know how other people felt about it. But uh, but yeah, just knowing because I was I've complained profusely about our lack of preparation for a an event that we know for sure has wiped out life on Earth several times. You know, and even if we even if we detected a meteor tomorrow, for we there's nothing we'd be able to do about it until now. Mm-hmm. Right, the Dart mission. I don't know which country it was. It definitely wasn't the United States. Oh no, it was right. It was NASA. No, it was. It was NASA. Yeah. So they crashed. Um, they crashed a spacecraft into a meteor um, and caused it to slightly change trajectory. An asteroid. Yeah, and I'm sorry, an asteroid, and caused it to slightly change uh, tra- trajectory. Yeah. Right. And uh, <clears throat> an asteroid is not a meteor till it's in the Earth's atmosphere. Right. And then it's a meteorite once it touches the ground. Once it hits the ground, uh, it becomes a meteorite. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so there's, a, there's, a, there's an asteroid in space. And uh, they were able to slightly change its tra- tra- trajectory. Now, <clears throat> the thing is... Then there's also a meteoroid, which is like the super small ones. Well, well, here's, here's my issue. Science journalism, is it's... It's probably the most anti-science thing out there, which is kind of ironic, I guess. But they, they, 
you know, science doesn't get a lot of funding. Science journalism gets even less. And so more so than most other kinds of sites, science news sites tend to sensationalize, which has the effect of be, of misinforming people, you know? Like, I, like, remember when they said, oh, there's there's possible life found on Mars, and it's just like a gas that could or could not be. Oh, do I remember the thousands of times that that article oh, right. has been written and it's been nothing? Right. It's And it's always these science, or, 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 or how many times have we been, have we been six months away from, from cold fusion? It's mm-hmm. like they just make up stuff. That, they misinform the layman. They misinform the public for clicks. You know, and and so a lot of things that got that get left out, and, and sometimes here's the thing too: the the the, the most horrible ones are com- completely misinformation. The decent ones have some kind of editor that does the clickbait headlines, but the truth is in the article. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and I think this may be one of those situations, but <clears throat> so information that you may not have thought about because you only read the headline or because you read a bad article. Um, this doesn't necessarily mean that we're safe from um, being destroyed by asteroids. It, it just means that because, the, you know, uh, how long it took them to, how long it took them to plan and execute this mission from the time they s- identified the asteroid and all those other things. The, all those things have to be taken into account. Like, we, if we discovered an asteroid tomorrow that was headed here, it was going to impact us in six months. Is that enough time to do what they did? I have no idea. Because that's not in there. I don't there. think so. Yeah, I think this this mission took them how long? A year and a half? Or mo- maybe even uh, longer than that. No, uh, DART has been like an active project for seven years. Okay, wow. And And this is the first time they've been able to do this. Now, now I, I should say though, I, I'm not sure when that that seven years might include the period where they were determining they were building everything on the ground up seven years ago, and they were also potentially selecting the right asteroid to attempt this. Right, right. right. So they, they selected so, like the perfect specimen. Also, right. a lot of the asteroids are not made of the same material, so you know we we're able to see the non-reflective ones much much later than you know ones that might be pitch black or or very dark until it's too late so you know we need to put way more money into this what does dart stand for defense against the double asteroid redirection test the double asteroid redirection test okay yeah so that's and also people need to understand when you know asteroid can mean it can vary they can vary in size you know what i mean Mm-hmm. And I don't know how big it gets until it's a something else, until it's a planetoid or, but they can get pretty fucking big. I mean, you know, there's asteroids the size of Texas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, are we, are we redirecting one of those motherfuckers? I don't know that either. Cause I don't even know what was the relative size of this asteroid. This one was tiny. Yeah. Um, um, this is, uh, this was 530 feet. In diameter, that's not tiny, tiny, because like, there are meteoroids that are the, literally the size of pebbles. But, yeah, but that, that's but that's relatively tiny in comparison to what the average person would imagine be, right. an asteroid that we need to be concerned about, right? And it, it actually it actually uh, orbits around a larger asteroid. So they they hit Dimorphos, which is 
the 530 foot in diameter one. There is a 2,560 foot asteroid called Didymos that it orbits. So they targeted the smaller one, Dimorphos, and they were uh, able to redirect it. Out of out uh, of, but that's why it's called double asteroid because there were two different ones. And and what's interesting about it, there is a little bit of a knock on effect where because they've knocked uh, Dimorphos off of its uh, orbit, it does alter the trajectory of the larger one, Didymus. Right, right, because 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 the objects in space are actually the little one is not orbiting the big one they're both orbiting a central point between them which is closer to the big one right it's like yeah, a, I, that's I, the I more believe, correct yes yeah right now so, i believe that they have a, enough of a difference in size that the i forget what, it, what i forget what it's called the central the center point basically the 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 center of the spoke if you imagine like two things orbiting around one another yeah i forget right? the name of it too yeah uh, but like, for instance, in Earth, it's basically inside the Earth spatially, right? And that's why, even though the Earth and the, the even though the Moon affects the wobble of the Earth at any realistic scale, it it just looks like the Moon is orbiting the Earth, right? right. Well, it's like that with most things. It's like that with but most but things. if but if we but if we were to blow up the Moon or knock it away, that would affect the orbit of the Earth, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm not sure where that center point is, where that like pivot point is between Dimorphos and Didymus, but I do know that the purpose of this experiment, which is really just a proof of concept, right, 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 is, right. is that they hit the smaller one that is ostensibly orbiting the larger one, and it affects the trajectory of both of them as a unit. I like that. I like that. But that's, again, you're not going to see that reflected in any science journalist headline. No. They're all scum. Um, <clears throat> okay. And they the, all make it out like it's uh, Armageddon, the, the fucking movie. Okay. Now, what's this here? What are we talking about here, Rob? Fascism returns to Italy. Explain that to me. It's back, baby. Hundredth On the hundredth anniversary of uh, Mussolini's rise to power in Italy, the Italians have elected uh, George, uh, Georgia Maloney, I believe is her name. And she's a fascist? She, it, she is, uh, she, uh, yes, I'm going to say she is a fascist. Would she, she, would she say that she's a fascist? Um, no, but she, fascists never say that they're fascists, right? Uh, not now they don't. Well, didn't Mussolini say he was a fascist? Yeah, but. Be, but after World War II, the new Italian constitution distanced, try, uh, attempted to distance itself from okay, yeah. uh, fascism. So, and like for instance, in Germany, for instance, um, you you can't it you you cannot uh, deny the illegal to 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 deny the Holocaust or to um, you know uh, pledge your allegiance to like the memory of Hitler or to claim fascism, but they have alternative for Deutschland, which is their fascist party. Um, and, um, uh, right. It's kind of like how like neo-Nazi groups like rebrand is like uh, concerned citizens for American integrity or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Right. But, but, but essentially, um, uh, she is the head of the, 
of one of the far rights, uh, one of the far right parties in Italy, arguably the most far right party in Italy. And it actually is one that dates back to the immediate post-war period. But what, so what's the implication of that? What does it mean that fascism is back in Italy? What does it mean for Italy? What does it mean for us? The primary, the, the two legs of her policy, let's say, of her platform are um, extreme anti-immigrant sentiment um, and uh, what's called Euroscepticism, which is an attempt to eventually pull Italy out of the European Union um, and they want an independent, strong Italy, and they want to get off of the euro. Um, and it's uh, it's it's classic fascist shit. It's Italy for Italians, right? Okay, yeah. And 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 there and although she does not claim the title of fascist, um, the the party itself has fascist roots. They have they still use fascist iconography. And have refused to remove that fascist iconography, which is the tricolor flame, which is a fascist symbol. They, it's kind of like if you had a swastika in your logo, if you were a German party and people were like, hey, you should probably get rid of the swastika. And you refused. And then she's also, um, uh, there's tons of interviews with her where she speaks very highly uh, of Benito uh, Mussolini. Uh, are there any upsides to this? Like, is there some kind of hmm. some kind of sauce or food that's going to also make a comeback? Or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about. Uh, I feel like Italians have. I mean, they have the food on lock, so I don't think we really need need any. Uh, Do any fascists believe in, in abortion? I believe that she is anti-choice. Anti-choice. Okay. Uh, oh, that that was the other. That was another. That's another part of it. Is uh, people are very worried because um, I believe abortion has been protected by the Italian Constitution for decades, what? and and she has spoken about getting rid of that. How do they feel about drugs or prison industrial complex or anything? Like, are they? Um, I don't know off the so, top of my so head. So there's no there's no silver lining. Specifically specifically with Italy, I have no idea. Damn. All right. Well, I was trying to pull something positive out of that. I guess, uh, yeah, just fascists are back. They out in the open. You know, they ain't changing none of the sauces. There is some anti-corporate talk. There is some, you know, fascists are always good at stealing left-wing populist points. Um, they rarely... Uh, they rarely come through on any policies that actually serve those uh, the 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 populace itself. But um, they're very good at sowing, um, uh, or breeding class consciousness in a certain way. I mean, you could say you could say that about Trump. You know, he he did he did sometimes say things that you could agree with from a left from a left-leaning persuasion um right. some of the more popular stuff the, the problem is that he just he never actually governed on any of those oh, right, right and he did well it's an act he doesn't mean what he said yeah yeah i'll get it um there's a reason why it's called the national socialist party even though they're not socialists um okay well i um i have an, i have one more email here hey brian i'm so glad that i found out about you through netflix loving your pod um, on the stand-ups, your segment about the N-word is easily the funniest I've ever heard, 
and your unique and surprising use of crowd work in that bit was pure comedy genius. Never seen anything like that. Can you break down a couple things? Uh, how did you develop the, those jokes? How do you approach or think about subjects like this that have been touched upon time and again? And does the crowd work ever go sideways or is it usually just as flawless as what we saw in the special? Um, um, I, I think you're talking about the joke at the end. No, no, he's talking about the, uh, yeah, yeah, so the, the well, I'm not going to go into how I, how I think of jokes, cause that's, don't ask comics that. That's a waste of a question. I mean, you know, how do you, how do you, ideas from Brian? How do you think of anything? You know, it's like, it's not some, that's not a question I can answer honestly. So any answer would just be me, like, taking myself too seriously. Um, how do you approach or think about subjects like this that have been, well, that's, it's the same thing as like, um, like if it's a joke that has a well-worn premise or, or, um, I just try to see if there's any unexplored angles. Um, cause that's really what it is. The, the, your, your take is what separates you as far as I'm concerned. You know, uh, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Every subject has been touched upon to some degree, but it's like if you have a unique perspective or a unique angle, um, and and I don't know. I don't know how I think of those things. I just think that way, which is not well, good for well, the let, rest of my life. Let me ask you this then. Let me let me tighten up that question a little bit for him. Do you sit down and like obviously you come up with ideas randomly or out and about when you're talking to friends and stuff or watching TV or whatever, but do you sit down and work those out on paper? Yes. Do you Okay. I th- I write all my ideas down at night and then I think about them in the day when I wake up and I write and I try to write them out. Once a joke is working, I try to write it out verbatim and then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then it's read because I think it's a stage. different part of your brain that edits stuff that you that's actually written than the, than the part of your brain that edits speech or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know, but it's, for me, it's good to just write it out. Even though I never I never like I don't I never read it again. You know, mm-hmm. the, I write it out verbatim and that helps me edit it somehow. But I never I don't use the written thing as a. You know, I, I, it's, it's not it's useful not a script. It. You don't you don't run lines like you're reading a script and trying to right. remember. It's, it's not a script and it doesn't help me remember anything because I like once I see the name of the joke, I know what the rest is. But um, but yeah, but but that wouldn't help you anyway. I think you have to have your own way of. You have to have your own way of getting from baby idea to full fledged joke. And it may share some facets with other people's techniques or what have you, but, but at the end of the day, like it's all about you learning how you can get from A to B in a way that feels like, well, that feels most comfortable and direct for you. You know, I know some people that don't write at all, but they've, they've never write anything now. They just hold their act in their head. I'm getting too over that. They hold their act in their head completely and totally. And, you know, what started happening to me is people would go, hey, man, when we used to do this one bit. And I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot about that. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't be forgetting about you. I, I, my goal is to never forget any idea. You know, sometimes I can't. Like if I, if I have an idea in the middle of a movie or sex or driving, you know, it's like. Sometimes you just don't have the time to sit down and write it down. But I say, I say you record it as many of your ideas as possible, even the ones that aren't funny. 
And does the it's crowd like work the, ever uh, go sideways, or is it usually just as false as in the special? It almost always goes sideways. In fact, we filmed two shows for the special, and um, to pick which one, which one is best. And that one, the one that aired, just so happened to be have gone perfectly, where each person had an answer that I had an answer for. I mean, obviously, I've done the joke thousands of times. And, um, and you know, you're hoping for one of those answers, and I got all of them. Um, but the very next show we recorded, I got the worst responses from all the people I talked to, and we, it didn't help at all. So it's like, it just, it's all, it's very random. Um, but sometimes the comedy gods smile upon us while we're filming our debut shit. That's also why you're filmed twice. Yeah, that's also why you film twice. Some people film more than that, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, and maybe one more. Wow, holy shit. Hold on. I think this is one person. Damn, Joe's... This is DJ Fat Joe. This motherfucker sent Joe, us like... Joe's putting in the work. 50 of these. Um, okay. So, we got another beat from Justin Smith. I want to put this at the end of the episode. If you can pull it... If you can see that up, it's from September 24th. Put that in the episode from just uh, Justin Smith. Okay, DJ Fat Joe. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Let me, let me read this other one from Justin Smith. Hello, Brian, Rob, and Mike. I love this part. Oh, look, they already include you, Mike. Hell yeah! I'm, I'm proud of you, dude. You're getting in. You're getting into the. Fa- you've already penetrated the 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 the, the, the fan bases. Um, something. I love this part. Yeah, the hive mind. I love this podcast. You guys have a good thing going. It's nice to hear common sense for once. Here's a beat I made. It has a revenge vibe. Okay, let's play that one at the end of the episode. The revenge right, we'll vibe. Play that. Holy shit, man. People are starting to send us a lot of stuff within, within one week. Um, okay, KFCB bans all movies with LGBTQ plus content in Kenya. Um, so I'm guessing um, this is on... Citizen Digital. Um, I guess the KFC KFCB it must be what they call the this governing party in Kenya. No, it's like the MPAA. It's the Kenya Film Classification Board. Oh, the acting CEO Christopher Wambua maintained that same-sex films and movies are prohibited in the Kenyan constitution. Hence, the board will continue its crackdown on such content in the mainstream media. <laughs> what does it mean, crackdown? Isn't it just a, a committee of housewives like it is here? Went on the site examples of films which had been barred from broadcast, such as I Am Samuel, who do what he turned as a, its explicit portrayal of homosexuality-related scenes. I mean, well, listen, what do they mean? What, they mean just like a just a just gay people existing in a film makes it uh, makes yes. it explicit. Yeah, yeah. Norm, that normalizes homosexuality. I mean, we used to have laws about that in the U.S. and in the U.K. Yeah, but we talked about these. We we talked about these kind of people. This guy Christopher Wambua, come on, you know, but you know, <laughs> you know what it is. He gonna be yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he gonna be apologizing to his family in, within a year and a half. He's gonna be putting his foot underneath the stall door in a Denver airport. So Netflix is curating their system for Kenya to be in line with the laws. Cancel culture. This uh, is cancel culture, Brian. Um, well, this kind of is, though, isn't it? Yeah, this is, I mean, this is why you just hear comedians talking nonstop 
about the Kenya film classification board <laughs> because comedians are just such pure defenders of First Amendment rights that any time any content is restricted because of its viewpoint, that's why comedians are the first boots on the ground. Yeah, we're sort of modern day philosophers in a way. <laughs> we're the last bastions or something. All right, well, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, can you can you be on some wild shit though? They still be having pride parades over there, even though it's like completely illegal. Um, that's impressive to me. Oh yeah, because how do you even organize a parade? I don't get it. Um, Apparently, in in Kiev, they um, they held their pride this year's pride parade in the subways because of the dangers above ground because there's an active war happening really i mean you know I f- yeah because i i feel like you know i feel like you can take a year off in the middle of a war zone but more power to you all right you know no judgment but uh yeah i wouldn't be i wouldn't be i would take a year off from whatever was going on if there was like bombs um all right one more before we get the fuck out of here uh Bed Bath and Beyond executive dies after jumping from high rise. <clears throat> I guess he picked Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> that is that. Ah, uh, see, I'm not above it. <clears throat> I'm not proud of myself for that, but I couldn't help. I couldn't help it. I fought it. You saw. Mm-hmm, mm, you tried. Yeah, I tried not valiant. to say it, but. I, I try not to say it, but it was, you know, the chief financial officer of a financially struggling Bed Bath & Beyond. I didn't know they were financially struggling. Died Friday after jumping from a New York City high rise, authority said. Emergency medical workers at the scene confirmed the death of Gustavo Arnal, 52, after he fell from the 57-story skyscraper known as the Jenga Tower in New York's Tribeca neighborhood. New York police said in a statement Sunday that the investigation is ongoing. Monday evening, New York City Medical Examiner's Office said the manner of Arnold's death had been ruled a suicide. Gustavo will be remembered by all the all he worked with for his leadership, talent, and stewardship of our company. I am proud to have been his colleague, and he will be truly missed. Um, blah 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 blah. I mean, he'll be he'll be truly missed because the pump and dump scheme that mm-hmm. he was spearheading will not come to fruition, and they'll all be left holding the bag. Is that what he was doing? Yeah. Oh, he sold 55,000 shares in transactions between August 16th and 17th. Those sales amounted to about $1.4 million, though Arnold still had about 255,000 shares remaining in the company. On August 24th, shareholders who said they had lost $1.2 billion filed a complaint alleging the Bed Bath & Beyond, Arnold and Cohen participated in a scheme to inflate the price of its stock to sell shares at a higher price. At all times, yeah, so fuck him. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't... I'm not glad he's dead, but I'm not sad about it. Sometimes the trash takes itself out. Yeah, I mean, you was you were ready to fuck over people in their retirement and all of that other stuff just so you could what? So you could profit okay. off the company you destroyed. I mean, how do you fuck up Bed Bath and Beyond? That's something. That's something people won't. That's something people won't. How do you fuck that up? Y'all do candles, towels. Bedding, bath, and there's really nothing beyond in the store. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. It's household goods. 
You know what I'm saying? They ain't selling Ouija boards in that motherfucker. So <laughs> how do you how do you fuck up a store that's literally like it like it's ex- it's exactly what it's like it's like exactly targeted at people that want to keep their house clean and smelling good and organized and all this, which is not a need that will ever go away. And I think their name is synonymous with that sort of thing, right? Like <clears throat> they're sort of like the Xerox of those kind of stores, where it's like their name has become I forget what the word is. But but yeah, when I think of bed bath, like when I think I need to go to a store to buy towels and shit, I go, well, is there a bed bath in Beyond around? And somebody goes, no, but there's a this, you know, like the bed bath in Beyond is the first thing I think of. Oh, you mean like like Kleenex and tissue paper? No, no, but like you know, like if you go, if you need to go buy bath mats or or goddamn like you know pots well, pans, I think- like I just moved, so like I, I had to go get forks and knives and shit. The first thing I thought I say, like, where's the nearest bed bath in Beyond? Right, I don't think. Oh, really? Go, okay. Yeah, I don't I think. think goes, I think the difference is that nowadays people either go to Target if they want a brick and mortar, or they order on Amazon if they don't want a brick and mortar. And I think that's why Bed Bath and Beyond ended up getting squeezed. Oh, Bed Bath, but they, you know, you know, they probably didn't just didn't come online fast enough. They don't have their own app, probably, or they half-ass the app. It's like bullshit. Like if, if I look in the Google Play Store for Bed Bath and Beyond. Um. Oh, there's there is a shopping app. No, there's the, a Bed uh, Bath and Beyond app. It has a four point seven rating. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe they just couldn't. They just couldn't stop the rain. Um. Who knows? Who knows? But I didn't have no no scandals, no nothing. You know. Now they're going. They're going to have to divest. Maybe sell pictures of uh of him in pieces on the ground or something. Try to recoup. Bed Bath Beyond also became like it dropped pretty significantly. It lost like twenty percent of its value after it became a meme stock, briefly. Mm. And meme they stock means people buy them as a joke. Uh, it's more like you know, you're familiar with Wall Street bets on Reddit. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like what they did to GameStop. It's kind of it, they kind of tried to do the same thing with uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, and um, it did not work. But it did pump up the value unrealistically and then it tumbled after that yeah i guess you're right because how do you how do you compete with target you like a you like a fifth of a target mm-hmm. basically yeah in fact i don't think there's nothing you can buy in baby bath and beyond that you can't get in a target or a walmart exactly yeah i guess it just depends on what kind of people you're willing to be around and it, it also used to be bed bath beyond used to be cheaper because they had they would have the um, the catalog, and they would have tons of coupons and stuff. So you could sign up for coupons, and so you could get stuff 20 30% off, you know? And I think that there's just not – they even with that, they can't really compete with Amazon because the prices are just too cheap on Amazon. Yeah, so if you're, if you're a price-conscious person, then Amazon makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, everyone will miss Gustavo. Let's have a moment of silence for Gustavo. No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't give a fuck if he's dead or alive. He can burn in hell. Yeah. He can burn in hell or some or some other place. He can Wherever bur- he ends he, up. Yeah, he can, he, can, he can freeze in the place they send you if, like, you're having too much fun in hell, you know? 
<laughs> There's like another place you go. Um, okay, one more, one more before we get the fuck out of here. Um, no House of Dragon spoilers. I put it off for two days. Oh, dude, yeah. Before I go, let me let me just say this. Let me just say this. Last night I went and saw a uh, Pearl. It's an A twenty seven film. A twenty four. Yeah, A twenty four film. And I'm gonna tell you, man, you got you got to go see it like ASAP. It's um, it's I I will say I forget her name. The star of it. Um, it's it's so it's I just found this out too. It's a prequel to another movie called X. Um, and I'm not sure how you, we get from one to the other, but and I've never seen X. I'm going to watch it though. It's Mia Goth is the actress. Mia Goth. Me, I'm telling you, man, Mia Goth put on like Meryl Streep level performance in this motherfucker. Like mine was blown. Like half the crowd stayed to the middle of the credits. Cause she, it was that intense. It was just intense. And there were scenes you know, she has a monologue thing and, and there's a where she just she just go she goes through every every emotion like she's they're like they're fucking with you the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like you're feeling everything you're feeling. You feel sorry for her. Then you hate her. Then you kind of scared for her. Then you scared of her. Then she, all in one scene. She can just pop, 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 pop. It was like I'm, it was great. It was great. If you like those sorts of movies, if you like those sorts of um, I don't know, mildly campy um but beautifully shot horror, daytime horror, if you will. Mm. But but this was, I guess, it was less of a horror movie and more of a suspense, more of a yeah. Anyway, go see go see Pearl. It was it was great. I, at least I thought I, it was. I've seen X. I have not seen Pearl, and yeah. I wasn't going to see Pearl because I you, you didn't like X. X. I thought X was uh, terrible. I, I've, I've never seen X. Per- Pearl was great. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing these are all low budget joints and maybe, you know, maybe people are going to come back and go, Brian, you fucking suck. Your, your opinions suck and I'll never trust you again. Um, but we, we, we about to find out. We about to find out. Okay. Um, that was a nice little neat little buttoned up episode. Not a lot of controversy. No. You should um, say something controversial right before we, um, I, I should say something controversial. Of course. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if this is controversial, but I, I, I pitched this idea yesterday. So I'm also on an upcoming episode of Something's Burning and uh, uh, Dr. Drew After Dark. So check those out. Um, but I brought this up yesterday. I think we should we should start a, try to start an NBA for uh, men under 5'11". <laughs> um, I, I think there's a there's a huge we're just leaving money on the table here. There's a huge market for it. Or a little market for it, but a, a, mar- a huge market of little people for this. <clears throat> so I think there's a huge market for it because you're going to get a lot of you get a lot of white guys who played some high school ball. Yeah, and, and you got you, some you, good fundamentals. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of people that would watch the WNBA if they could dunk. That's that's basically, <laughs> that's, that's basically our target demographic. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs>